All right, so we're back on the idiot. What the hell did I call this one again? <laughs> Dummy Flights of Fancy. I mean, that was the name of this one. Now, I've just said that all flustered because this is January 2021 now. So this was, well, currently it's the... Well, I wasn't prepared. Um, the 5th, I believe, the 5th of uh, January 2021. Now... I started doing these little recordings just because, well, I was bored. It was the summer, it was locked down from the coronavirus in the UK, and it was all just, I just wanted to try something a bit new, just to say I could, just so I know I, I can do it. It is now January, I have gone, what, six plus months without doing another recording, purely because uh, I ran out of things to say. To be honest, it's meant to be like flights of fancy. It's meant to be things that I find interesting. But like a lot of people who are having to uh, deal with this time, it's very difficult to come up with something that you want to talk passionately about when everything that you're usually quite passionate about is not available or you're not allowed to do it. So I've got a massive love of jujitsu. I've been, I'm not sure, I think. Since the recording, the last time I recorded, what's happened is Maven BJJ, which is uh, my jiu-jitsu, well, the, the club I train with, okay, I've got to be very careful, it's not my jiu-jitsu club, I teach one class there. I train there a lot, it's uh, actually ran by, owned by Danji, who, in 2020, had, I know, had a... Uh, he had a, a dream since I've known him is to have his own jiu-jitsu gym or dojo or however you want to, to call it. We just call it gym. And in 2020, he did it. He uh, worked out a deal, got a new build. Got some amazing uh, space. Very interesting. It's like an office place. Um, so should have brought in a bunch of new people because people who obviously will work, want to do something after work that's uh, a bit more active, a bit different. Jiu-Jitsu would have been perfect. Lots of parking, so a lot of people in the area would have uh, been able to travel to it. It should have been a new era for Maven BJJ. And then obviously the lockdown happened. So the lockdown just brought us to kind of a standstill where we couldn't, again, we had a lot of time to sort of sort the gym out, definitely, but, there was no obviously an opportunity for anyone to actually train now when the lockdown well we'll say ended it never really ended properly did it but when things were opening up and that we were allowed to go back to the gym that's when dan was able to bring people in for classes we were following all the guidelines having a way of booking um, classes so we know that we could never have any more than 12 people at one time uh, the mats were all cornered and sectioned off so that no one everyone could maintain um, their social distance everyone adopted getting uh, the grappling dummies and the grappling dummies were all I think everyone's like either made their own by like stuffing pillows and putting clothes on them or they've gone and made an actual purchase of proper sort of level one with the stuffing and all that jazz, which even I did. Like I trained with the 
pillow monster for a, for a little bit. And then eventually just sort of gave in and got the Fabuk model, which it's a good dummy. Not really used it, to be honest. We did get a Fabuk for the gym. So um, Dan got one for the gym for the instructor to use. So we've been doing these classes of social distanced. We're not allowed to grapple with each other. We are grappling with these dummies, but I was able to sort of get everyone exercised make them feel better even though we couldn't like grapple each other we could at least like talk to each other and it was like it was like being reunited with a uh, long lost family again which was good so i saw some of my regulars that i used to have um a few new faces using this as an opportunity to uh brush up on the fundamentals before they start focusing on uh, actually the sparring and fighting aspect of it and it was kind of or sort of, all right, maybe next week it's going to be okay and we can start um, sparring again. We can start having contact. It just wasn't happening. But at least we were getting away with just doing the grappling dummies um, just in the meantime. But at least we were getting out of the house, socially, seeing other people. really helped sort of fight and tackle the isolation that people seem to be facing these days. Then we got locked down for lockdown number two. Now lockdown number two, I not remember if it was October or November or before that. Basically it was definitely before Christmas. And for lockdown two, we weren't allowed to have those um, classes anymore. And we got back to, you have to stay indoors and only essential shopping um, for food and things of that nature were allowed. And the pubs and restaurants all shut, even though when they opened, you weren't even allowed to really stand up. There was no dancing. There was no mingling at all. It was all just everyone sat at a table. But it was a step towards normalcy. Normalcy? Is that a thing? But it was like, ah, we're, we're getting there. So then to go into lockdown two, that was kind of a blow to everybody. That, oh my God, I can't believe we're stepping back instead of stepping forward. What we ended up doing was we kept the schedule for jiu-jitsu the same, but instead of people turning to the gym, the instructors on the certain days, so my day was Wednesday, uh, same time slots, we actually had Zoom meetings. So suddenly we'd have to, I'd have to turn up to jiu-jitsu with uh, my laptop and a camera so I can record the session and have people attend the uh, the session just so they uh, don't get knocked out of the routine that they'd finally got back into doing, which obviously people don't want to train from home. So I got less attendees, but a few people did turn up. Uh, a guy called Ricky was very, very dedicated. He's turned up to all of them. Like, I can't wait to see how that guy has kind of improved he was a he was a white belt he was a new person anyway so it'd be interesting to see out of okay all the other white belts all the new beginners he's been very consistent even though he's been grappling with a dummy but he's been keeping fit he's been practicing the techniques we've done a lot of repetition it'd be interesting to see if he's suddenly smoking everyone who didn't have uh the the ability or the uh 
the opportunity to be able to keep up with the training. But it is what it is. So eventually the lockdown two did end. And as we came out of lockdown, we got introduced to a tier system in the UK, which was very, uh, I think it was introduced before the lockdown too, but it hadn't really sort of sank home for people and people weren't really sure what the rules were, who it applied to and all that fun. So with the tier system, we worked that out to be different cities or different counties would be placed or they will get a unique tier assigned based on the, uh, the number of cases or maybe like the uh, how busy the, the hospitals were. I'm not 100% sure of how the definition and was given. But so tier one, it was very sort of relaxed rules, almost normal, I should say. I say that because I have no bloody idea for where I'm in Surrey, which is just slightly outside of London, uh, we were started off from in tier two. And tier two pretty much was, okay, uh, restaurants and bars could open again. Uh, even the gym was open again. Kind of what it was before the lockdown, uh, the lockdown two. So all the stores had opened up and there was like a big massive rush for a lot of the UK companies to make a uh, mad dash to make up for the profits, all the retail companies trying to make up for the profits we lost over the year by getting ready and driving into the busiest season of the year. So that would be the, uh, say the build up to Christmas, you know, the kind of Black Friday thing that signifies when uh, the shopping period and people go mad and that's around um, the end of November near Thanksgiving uh, for the Americans. That was their attempt, but that was, yeah, we got through Black Friday, we started getting into December, and that's when we got, well, my area in Surrey got changed to Tier 3, and Tier 3 was pretty much, actually, no, we were always Tier 2. No, ignore me. We were tier two up until we knew that sort of mid-December we had the indicator that, well, okay, we're going to go into tier three. Tier three being pretty much just lockdown. Um, now, a lot of the food places have managed to adapt. So even if they got shut down, they all offered takeaway services now, which allowed them to uh, keep running. And... But it's the main retailers and small businesses that were taking a massive hit. So we knew we were going to go into tier three and we were sort of expecting it. We were in tier three for maybe a day. That's when we got an emergency announcement from Boris. I remember that Saturday. Just because it was, uh, it was a bit crazy what happened. So what was happening is for the Christmas period, so literally the dates between the 23rd and the 27th of December, the government had kind of gave us like a, a Christmas miracle, or not a miracle, but a, a blessing to say, okay, there is going to be a special support bubble for people in the UK around the 23rd to the 28th 
of December or 27th, I can't remember, but I remember it was the 25th beginning and it was a Friday. So yeah, it's 28th, wasn't it? The um, support bubble would allow people to go and see their families, which at this point of the year, it's been almost a year, well, it was since March, isn't it? So coming up to a year where a lot of people were either still isolating because they're high risk or not wanted to risk going and uh, seeing their families. That's a long time for people to be away from their families and isolated. So this idea of having a support Christmas bubble between the 25th and the 28th was going to be like, oh my God, we're going to have a week of normalcy. And it was really something everyone was looking forward to. Hell, even I was looking forward to it. I'm originally from uh, a place in the Midlands called Leicester. And that was, I was going to spend a week there. So five days living normal life, seeing family, seeing friends. It was going to be something that I was like, oh my God, I'm actually really looking forward to this. The Saturday before the 23rd. Boris made an emergency announcement and pretty much said they were introducing a new tier of tier four. Tier four being just complete lockdown. Same day, seeing the same announcement, he also said that the the Christmas support bubble was cancelled. So we weren't allowed to do that. If you were in tier four, uh, you were not allowed to go and see family. You couldn't really leave your house, except for if you had like any essential essentials you need to go and get. Um, same with uh, tier three, I think tier two as well. They got limited down to that five day support bubble was going to just be the one day, and that was Christmas Day where they were going to allow people to go and see friends and family. I was like, okay, at least it's something. Um, and what we got told on that day is instead of the tier, we had just been moved into tier three. We got told in the London and Surrey area that it's going to be tier four, which that was that was hard. That was hard for me, but that, it was hard for so many people because this was literally the government cancelling Christmas to us, and obviously they had to do it based on the medical advice and the science and, and the attempt to save lives and to save the NHS from uh, being, well, like not being able to function pretty much. And it makes sense when you think about it logically, but this isn't about logic we're talking about. We're talking about the feeling. The feeling of it was we had this hope dangled in front of us that we were just so like just something this year was going to go right and it's like yes we can get to that five day support bubble this is going to be this is just going to make things a little bit better and for it to just be taken away from us on the last uh the last saturday before it was uh really really hard for people and i think at that point that's where people in the uk and people i know it just became that this is not going to be ending anytime soon there's not much to look forward to. Which, like from my perspective, I want to be as positive and I want to be as encouraging as I can. But even for the people who I manage, like I have to stay positive. 
but it's just so difficult like for me as well as i'm living it as well it's very difficult to be positive when you're not feeling positive about it yourself well christmas went and gone the uh i had a lot of people um who were able to who just spent christmas alone which was it's heartbreaking but it is what it is got to new year's and pretty much everyone's story around new year's is yeah it didn't really do anything like just kept to myself but yeah it's understandable this was the time that the celebration and the festive season uh, was cancelled really so then we got into beginning of uh beginning of january and the first week yep we pretty much got told that we are now in lockdown number three so lockdown number three pretty much exactly as we've been and we were in tier four lockdown three is pretty much exactly the same except this is nationwide so all the people all the other counties and uh, cities that were in uh, tier two and three and i don't even know if there's a tier one but if there was man i hope you guys did some good jujitsu there we were just we it wasn't too much a big problem to us but it was another knock of oh the tier system is not working now we've gone into national lockdown free again another lockdown and what this lockdown was is they shut down the schools now that makes a massive difference i mean i don't personally have kids but people on my team do and people i know suddenly the it was a few hours notice before we went into this lockdown um it was literally at 6 p.m maybe even 8 p.m it was 8 p.m and then the announcement was tomorrow we're going to be locked down so at midnight tonight we will be locked down people were getting ready to send their kids to school suddenly they couldn't send their kids to school so suddenly a day where they will be working remotely now they have to juggle that they've got to do something for the kids they have to make sure they've got someone to look after them um the schools are closed so they have to do the self-education thing like i can moan and complain about not being able to strangle people with my legs as my because it's my hobby these people people with kids they suddenly had to become teachers and had to learn and teach their kids who the kids are, don't quite understand the situation and they'll be they want to see their friends and they want to misbehave or they want to play on their xboxes and all that jazz so suddenly they were just dived into this oh my god what do i do do i get I, i'm not going to go into any uh, sort of personal details on this but it affected a few people close to me and it was very much it was difficult to sort of sit by and watch them have to sort of quickly scramble and sort this thing that they weren't expecting out which that brings us to where we are now we are in tier we'll probably still be in tier four when we come out of lockdown if that's still the tier system or else they're going to come up with some other bloody nando's coloring scheme or a new way or i don't know five minutes to midnight or something we're still serious so we're still in the thick of it but hope the uk was the first uh, uh the first country to start administrating um vaccines so the oxford vaccine is um start to be given to people which means it's like oh a vaccine that means there's going to be an end in sight 
Uh, there's even websites sort of predicting based on your age and your personal situation when you can expect to be given or be eligible to receive the vaccine. Uh, my estimated date is June, which is like, ah, okay. But I'm quite healthy. I, uh, I don't really have any health conditions. I'm, sort of, I'm in my 30s, so I'm not the most at risk to uh, be negatively affected by, uh, I say negatively affected, to die. Which means I'll, I'll have to wait till June. But then, so uh, going back to the whole Christmas is cancelled story for Boris, the reason why we had to go into this Christmas is cancelled tier for malarkey is that we found a new variation of the coronavirus, the COVID-19, which is, as he said, 70% more contagious. So it's not saying it's like deadlier, it's just easier to catch and easier to spread to people. Now, I think we've had a year of sitting around wondering, hey, what the hell's going on? I Stories around governments lying to people, the Epstein didn't kill himself, um, conspiracy theories. Uh, it's Conspiracy theories have gone wild. And now I think a lot of people are literally just sitting around and questioning, like, was there a variation? Is there 70% more in contagious? Or is it the same old virus, the same old um, strain, shall we say? And it was just literally something that was told because we couldn't control the number of the infections that were happening. Like people were, we'd sent kids to school. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, kids aren't at risk. Kids aren't at risk, they'll be fine. Put them all into one bloody room together. It's like, okay, but you do realize that they're coughing and spitting on each other, right? And then they're taking that home to grandma and granddad and their parents and their, bro- uh, their older brothers and sisters and all that fun. And that's a way of spreading it. And it's like, how did the government not realize that, yeah, of course there was going to be more. Because life, you're returning life to normal for the little people who don't understand things. They don't understand that they can't wrestle with their friends anymore. Don't understand that they have to wear masks and wash their hands and sing fucking happy birthday. That was kind of a big reason why I, I think the... There was going to be an obvious rise. So if there is a new strain, ah, shit, that's uh, unfortunate. Is there going to be a new strain that's going to be resistant to the current vaccine? Holy shit, that is something I don't want to think about, but something we could be facing very, very soon. Is there a conspiracy? I don't think so. I just like to talk about conspiracies and think about them. I've not seen any evidence that people are lying. But if they were, Jesus, I know the world is seeing this as the, uh, this is the UK's flu. (laughs) This is the the UK's variation. Like, literally on the same day that that was announced, France shut its borders to us. A lot of countries shut their borders to us, but we have a lot of um, transports, so uh, trucks and lorries coming from Dover to... um, to France and back and forth and they just shut it down and there's pictures of uh, the Dover the, uh, the all the roads just blocked 
not moving at all. All these lorries that just are meant to be going to France or coming from France with all of the um, food and people's deliveries and all that fun. Just they just held up, held us up. It's like okay, well that's trade stopped for a day or two. While at the same time, Boris Johnson was still making a plea to try to end the Brexit um, negotiations. So given the deadline of the 1st of January to finalize Brexit, and this was going to be a, it was at the point of the tier four announcement and this variation of the coronavirus, the Brexit negotiations weren't going too well already with, um, I think Belgium and France were the ones that were vetoing the current deal we had with the European Union. And that was, <laughs> there's a few things, but the one that obviously hit the, uh, the headlines the most was around the fishing rights. Apparently, um, France wanted to be able to fish in UK waters um, without having to pay, um, uh, pay for the, the fish or the privilege, shall we say. Um, and obviously that's one of our trade, um, things. We don't want them taking all of our fish. <laughs> so that was something that we weren't agreeing on. So part of that sort of France closing the borders to us was probably to protect themselves from this variation of the virus, which we already know that it's in, it's in other countries, but it was also probably a show of power to be, maybe tip the Brexit negotiations in their favor in terms of, hey, look what we can do to you. Which again might just be a massive conspiracy theory, but that's what happened. That timing, a couple of days away from uh, uh, the Brexit finalizing, where we were still in a position of, we don't know if we're gonna be deal or no deal. Um, with the If it was a no deal situation, we would have been in a bad position of, uh, pretty much all the countries in the European Union, any trade or any uh, business that we do with them, we could have been having to face uh, fines and tolls and could have made things very difficult for the UK economy and uh, our business sector, which was a little bit worrying and it was just going to be like a brilliant end to a pretty shit year. But within um, a couple of days of the deadline. Apparently, the uh, the, the sort of minister of the EU was sort of heading this from their perspective. Pretty much just <laughs> told uh, Belgium and France just to be like, just sign the fucking deal. We need to get this done. So we ended up going through Brexit with the deal we was expecting. So I don't know the exact uh, the exact details of that deal. But it obviously makes sure that it doesn't affect our our economy and our business too much when it comes to um, moving into how the UK looks in 2021. Which right now, obviously we don't see anything just yet of how things change. I know that when it comes to our immigration policies, we are going to be kind of acting a little bit more like Australia in terms of people who immigrate to us. Uh, have to go through some various checks and when they actually if they come to live and they come to immigrate then they have to kind of bring something to the country that we're 
a trade or something we're looking for um, to sort of to better our country, I guess. Which, yeah, let's see how that turns out. Let's see how uh, how racist that gets. And for people who are already living here or are looking to spend some time here without actually full immigration, it looks like we're going to have to have working visas, which I think uh, for people who are already here, they have until June to uh, sort of work out what they're doing. And I think they are being given the opportunity, if they're already living here, to apply for um, English citizenship the English citizenship. Which again, I don't know the details too much, but that's still a bit worrying because I've got friends and I've got employees that are uh, are European citizens that are living here legally. And now they've got to do something to sort of stay here, which if they, like if there's any issues with getting this citizenship, like I don't want to have to uh, see people being moved out of the country. If it's not their choice to, which is, yeah, it's something where we understand that they've gone through Brexit, but we don't know what the aftermath is going to be of that. Okay, that's my little rant of uh, keeping a historical record of what it was like in 2020 in terms of when the world stood still. Um, all right, a little flight of fancy, something that's worth checking out is... PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, they released in 2020, the end of 2020, and the bots and the scalpers and all the horrible cunts of the world decided to pre-order them all. So no one, uh, no one, uh, no one's, like, no parents could get any for their kids for Christmas. People who are big dorks like me, they just want to have them. Nope. None available. All of them have been just sold out. No one can get hold of them. And now they're appearing on sites like uh, eBay for like double or triple their recommended retail price. Which, you fuckers have really made everyone's Christmas. Just that bit's nicer, right? So, new generation fell of the gaming consoles and what they're like. Who the fuck knows? Games aren't there really yet anyway, so it's not the end of the world. But I know that if I was like 11, I would have been mental about, oh my God, for Christmas, I want a PlayStation 5 or Xbox. And obviously that's going to be a lot of disappointed kids because this isn't, uh, oh, your parents can't afford it. I mean, obviously that's going to be a lot of the situation for a lot of people. But the other situation is, hey, there's none available. Because old fucking Frank from around the corner ended up buying 20 of them, storing them in his garage, and is trying to sell three times the recommended retail price because he's a dickhead. But don't hate the player, hate the game, isn't it? It's That's something people can do, and that's what people are doing. And I'm sure people are paying those uh, inflated prices for something to say that they've got one. Which the government, going back to the old big brother, has pretty much told us that uh, they're looking to put in laws to uh, protect people in terms of uh, scalpers selling things above um, recommended retail price and limiting 
technologies that will allow people to pre-order uh, in bulk for things that are going to be something that people, everyone wants, pretty much. And that that's probably going to be a good thing, which ideally for the PlayStation 6 and the Xbox Octopus Banana Hammock, or whatever they decide to call the next one, that will be, hey, if you want one, you are able to get one, and it's actually going to cost what it's meant to have cost. I obviously didn't have able to get one of the consoles, but I decided to go for the Oculus Quest 2, which is a VR headset, which is a standalone VR headset, which doesn't connect to, uh, you don't have to connect it to a computer. There's no wires. It's all in the headset itself. Now, I've been a big fan of VR for a long time. I think in university, I wrote a, uh, I did a presentation on how I think VR would affect the future of um, uh, media. And this was, what, 15, 12 years ago, 12 to 13 years ago, which uh, VR hadn't really came wasn't really on everyone's radar as the next big thing or a thing that was coming at all really but i was uh, doing a bit of research and i really thought it's like hey media tv shows films games you're going to be inside it and experiencing it rather than being on the outside looking at a screen or a tv set like you're actually going to feel that you're part of it so the way that the vr is taking off it's not quite hitting the mainstream as i think it should but I would still say it's uh, being developed, and I think it's uh, the technology is catching up and it's looking really nice and crisp. Uh, for the Oculus Quest 2, what I like is that the uh, the blurriness of the old, say the PlayStation VR, like the quality of it wasn't high definition. It was very blurry, and because the world is blurry, because you're inside a virtual world, it just it makes things it makes your eyes hurt and it just makes things not look it's always just you just you know it's not good quality and it sort of it helps you lose the uh, immersion vr should help you feel well that seems to have uh, been corrected with the oculus quest 2 and that's just uh, giving uh games and apps and stuff inside it the option for 90 frames per second which makes it nice and smooth and crisp um Getting that headset for around the same price as what the PlayStation 5 was, was so worth it. Like, if people have been wanting to get into VR, you have to get a headset, which are very expensive by themselves. You then also have to have a PC or a laptop or a, a, some type of computer which can handle VR, which it means it needs to be high spec. So you were looking at about like, 1500 to 20 uh, to two grand to like have a decent VR setup, and now the Oculus is giving you the option of just having all of that in what 300 pound, 400 pound price mark. What I'm liking about it is the games are amazing. Without that wire, it's amazing how immersed you get into this. Like I was playing an archery game called In Death, and it was amazing. Like it just the archery of feeling of it, of walking around corners and peeking in and dodging arrows it's it's you lose track that you are in your living room and you feel you really get into that world which is amazing absolutely amazing but things like um browsing the internet or watching youtube like those are amazing because these are things that are on uh sort of flat screens 
reflect squares inside of your VR world. But it's kind of like, um, uh, what was that Tom Cruise film where he was using his hands to open screens up? Um, something report. Damn it. Ah, it might come to me later. But that Tom Cruise film, it feels like that. It's where you're sat down and suddenly you can just um, click on something and this big screen opens up in front of you. You can move it to the side. You can look around it. Say like you can open up a, a browser, have a big sort of floating screen in front of you. And you can like go onto your Instagram and sort of see up and go walk into it and see real good details. Like to... The year that I was excited about looking at the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, I've actually been more happy with what uh, the Oculus Quest 2 is given. Like I can't, I will get the next generation consoles, of course, but I am not as excited about some of the stuff as I am with the uh, the things that Oculus Quest allows right now. So that's your dummy fly fancy. That is. A recommendation if you haven't checked out the oculus quest 2 and you are interested in vr look into it like it's definitely completely 100 percent worth buying in my opinion or if you just want to sort of dip your toe into the vr then see if you've got any friends who've uh who've got the oculus quest 2 and nip over there for uh for an afternoon just so that you can say that you've experienced it because it's definitely it's definitely going to be the way of the future like it's uh, it's very enjoyable all right guys I, I i don't know if i'll record another one of these to be honest but i quite like that this is a uh something that i can listen back to myself that i can remember this so have a good week <laughs> catch you later